Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. It is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, joined by special guest host Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. And Mike, we got a big wrestling weekend coming up on Sunday. AW Double or Nothing. How exciting is this? And how exciting is it to have one of the participants of Sunday's pay-per-view, the Murderhawk Monster? Lance Archer, how you doing, Lance? I'm fiddling with my hair, but I'm good, man. Okay, you're, you're smiling. You're starting out the, the interview by smiling. You're not someone, I mean, you got a name like the Murder Hawk Monster. I right. wasn't sure what to expect here, but I guess you got to be aggressive when you're facing a guy like Miro. Miro's right. got a lot of anger. His last job didn't go very well. You know, right. he's got a lot of anger there, a lot of, a lot of rage. How do you prepare to fight a guy like Miro who's so unpredictable? Uh, I'm just as unpredictable. Yeah, I might be smiling right now, but that just doesn't make me any less dangerous just because uh, I'm uh, I, go, I don't know if glee is the right word for this early in the morning and no coffee. But, you know, it's one of those things like we're two big bad dudes, man. And I think it's one of the things that hasn't happened really on an AEW pay-per-view yet is two monsters going at it and for the TNT championship. And uh, it's going to be something it's going to be true spectacle to see on Sunday. Absolutely. He better be preparing for me. He better better drop some of that anger and get a little focused. Otherwise, he's going to get his teeth kicked in. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to this, Lance. Like like he said, I mean, we don't usually see like big guys, like big Haas fights in AEW, at least. Mm-hmm. And since you you've honestly had a kind of a pretty interesting history with the TNT Championship, and this mm-hmm. last year you challenged Cody, and right. obviously you have a lot of ties to a uh, former champion in Brody Lee in his tragic right. passing last year. So my question to you is what does the TNT championship mean to you right. going into this match against Miro? Right. And, and to clarify a little bit, I didn't challenge Cody. Cody wasn't the champion. That's we right. Were, it was a tournament. Yeah, that's right. We were right. both fighting for the inaugural TNT championship, you know, but he did to, to his credit. Uh, I dropped focus and he took advantage of it and he capitalized and he became the very first TNT champion and was uh, an amazing fighting champion, fought pretty much every week and pretty much everybody that was on the roster till, um, you know, like you said, Mr. Brody Lee took, took him down in a very strong fashion um, and then held the championship for a while. And then Cody was able to come back and get it back from him. And obviously Darby after that, and now more Miro where we're here today and heading into double or nothing. Now, speaking of Brody Lee, obviously, we, we lost him way too soon, but yes. we've had a chance on even on TV just to get to know his family, get to know his son. Right. Uh, obviously, we wish Brody was here, but what is describe how special it is to kind of get to know the family and have and have Brody's family still be part of the AEW family? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's been one of the biggest helping points to the whole situation is, is getting to watch negative one Brody Lee Jr., uh, getting to watch him be so happy when he's around wrestling. Um, you know, it's obviously something, and he's old enough to understand the whole situation, what's going on. Um, but just to see him every time he comes around AEW and every time he's around the guys and girls, and now, you know, you get to see him when he goes out with the different dark order people and just the, the love and fun and, and enjoyment that he has, I think has made this whole situation as, good as it could possibly be as far as moving forward is concerned. Like the night that we did the show, I mean, it, that that's one of the nights when it just absolutely every person there should have been breaking down and, and crying, which a lot of people were, I'm not, don't take me wrong in saying that, but anytime you saw 
negative one running around and having a good time, you couldn't help but smile and you couldn't help but think, okay, his legacy is going to live on and it's going to live on well through his son. Um, you know, I know his mom, Amanda, who's uh, just an amazing, strong woman, especially that night. Um, I think, again, her son just being absolutely in love with being a 10 year old boy and running around and jumping in the ring and chasing around the different dark order guys and girls. And, you know, I, I was sitting on, he was sitting at a gorilla position one night and I got done with a match or no, I, I, I was facing off with pack and, you know, pack, pack and I were in each other's face and we were just jaw jacking a little bit. And I came back through the curtain and negative one sitting uh, at gorilla position. He's got the headset on and everything. And, he kind of looks at me. He's like, "Hey, Lance." He's like, "Hey, he's like, good job. That was really good." He goes, "But uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be looking like you're about to fight somebody, you better put your hands up, you know, because if you're gonna fight, you gotta have your hands up and ready to go." And I was like, "All right, man, I've, I've got it. Next time for sure." You know, it was one of those things you just couldn't help but smile when this ten year old kid again, who's just absolutely in love with wrestling and life, and, you know, knowing the whole situation, it was just like I said, he's I think has gotten everybody through this situation, a horrible situation. But he, by himself, in essence, I think just that's been the most amazing part. That's a, that's such a great story. And it's just so great to see the whole company like rally around Brody and his family and seeing right. Negative One being an intricate part of uh, the Dark Order and stuff. So that's right. really, really cool. So uh, on Double or Nothing uh, on Sunday, this is going to be really interesting. This is, I believe, the first North American wrestling show that's going to have a packed house. Yep. and be full capacity. And the interesting thing with you, Lance, is you made your debut on television for AEW, I think, like the day that COVID really hit and yep. really shut everything down. So to, you really haven't wrestled in AEW in front of a full capacity crowd. Nope. And, and so it's been a really unique situation that we've seen in wrestling. Like wrestlers have kind of had to get over like without fans or like an organic crowd it's been wrestlers in the audience or like a partial right. audience so what's that been like for you you've been in this business a long time what was that experience like in the last 14 months given that you debuted and you were like this big attraction and then you had no audience to really get yourself over right yeah i mean that you hit it right on the head uh we were in salt lake city was the night i physically debuted for aw you know they had announced me a couple weeks before and you know, Jake had uh, came out and said he had a client, things like that. But then, uh, yeah, Salt Lake City, you know, was the night when it, it, that was when everything was really starting to hit hard and people were just didn't know what was going on. And then that was the night it, actually the Salt Lake basketball team, which was somewhere else. I don't remember where they were, but, you know, one of the players tested positive and so they pulled all the players off the court and, they, you know, emptied the stadium and all that stuff. And like basically the next day every single thing sporting wise and whatnot sh completely shut down. And, you know, we were supposed to be going to Rochester, New York the next week for the first blood and guts sold out 15,000 seat arena. And it just, no, just stopped, you know, and we started going to Jacksonville and then I did my first match in Atlanta, you know, at the, the factory and, you know, this tiny little uh, converted area in, to make a, so we could tape some television and, um, sorry, my words are a little lost here. Um, basically like there, we taped for about two months worth of stuff, you know, not knowing what was going to happen. And, you know, my debut night against Marco stunt was, you know, and luckily we've, we've actually, uh, to the credit of all of our other wrestlers and, you know, now with all the extras that are coming in, trying to get jobs that have kept that 
aura of an audience still existing, you know, even though it's a little bit fabricated and whatnot, they were still out there. They were still cheering and booing and yelling and screaming and, you know, giving you that audible feel that you normally get with a wrestling show, even though it, you know, really wasn't there. Uh, you know, and so when I wrestled Marco Stunt live on TV, it was just for our guys and girls, you know, a handful, like 15, I think, total were watching it and, you know, yelling and screaming for us and, uh, you know, tossed and tore Marco Stunt all over the ring and did what I could do, you know, in front of basically nobody. And then, again, the rest of the show was all taped, you know, not knowing, you know, if and when we were going to be able to get back together. And, you know, luckily we were only done or off for about a month. And then we started going back to Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville and Daly's place has become our home and it's become a great home to help us get through all this. And, you know, pro wrestling us, you know, specifically are one of the only live wrestling or live sporting events that existed the entire time this situation has gone on, um, you know, and then slowly we started doing limited fan base, you know, about 500 people in Daly's place, like in Daly's place sits 5,000. So there's only 500 people in there, but man, when you went from basically no fans, you know, just our extras and guys and girls, you know, that were amazingly doing a great job for us to now having 500 people and, you know, singing Jericho's song and just a little bit of that real energy that happened, you know, it just changed everything. And, you know, obviously we've had a little bit more here and there talking about the Brody show was one of the bigger events we did at the time. Um, and then leading into this Sunday, like you said, it's the first sold out event for pro wrestling and there's going to be 5,000 people in, in Daly's place. And it's going to be insane. I, I, I can't wait for the energy. And I think if you're watching at home, just that energy is going to be translated through the television, through your, you know, tablet, whatever you're watching it on. You're just going to feel the energy that we've been missing for more than a year now. Now, Lance Archer, when you face Miro this Sunday, a double or nothing, AW double or nothing, you're mm. going to be accompanied by a wrestling legend, Jake right. the Snake Roberts. So take us back to the moment when you found out that, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you're going to be hanging out with Jake the Snake Roberts. He's going to be like your, the guy who's going to be your right hand man. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, prior to the debut, you know, that it was a conversation that we had, you know, it's like, hey, you know, here's what we're thinking. Here's a few names that are out there um, and Jake being one of them. And Jake just seemed to make the most sense, you know, with his his size, his wrestling career, his ability to speak and things like that. And, you know, for me, you know, I've been in Japan uh, wrestling with New Japan Pro Wrestling for nearly a decade, like eight and a half, close to nine years. Um you know, so the, the, the wrestling world, like I never stopped, you know, I'm coming up on 21 years in July. Um, I never stopped, but as far as the American wrestling scene was concerned, there was a lot of people that hadn't seen me, you know, when I debuted at AEW, a lot of people were like, wait, is this the same guy that was from TNA and TNA stuff was like 15 years ago, you know? Um, so to have Jake as the mouthpiece for the murder Hawk, uh, was invaluable because his, his ability to cut promos is absolutely top notch, second to none, one of the best ever in the business. And for him to be able to talk and speak and tell people, you know, who I was and who I was going to be in AEW was invaluable for me uh, to help be reintroduced to the American wrestling audience. Um, you know, and then as far as behind the scenes and everything that was going on, I've known Jake for a long time prior to all this and to see him in the very good place that he is, you know, cause he's struggled with addictions and things like that in the past. And he's been amazing since, you know, being with us at AEW. And I think being a part of the company and being with me and whatnot has helped keep him on that straight path, which has been awesome. Um, you know, and then his, uh, you know, ability to help me, like one of the biggest places that I needed help 
was my ability to speak on the microphone, to grab a mic and cut a promo, to tell people through my words who the Murder Heart Monster was. I knew exactly how to do that when I stepped in the ring. You know, from from entrance to to exit, I knew what to do. Uh, But as far as getting a microphone and, and cutting those promos and speaking, that was a whole new game that I was having to learn. And that's where he's, for me, been the most valuable asset ever. Um, and, you know, he's very valuable uh, to all the guys and the girls that are behind the scenes, you know, that are backstage and that are trying to, you know, change their game and step their game up because of the wealth of knowledge that he has. You know, they can take what he's done throughout his amazing career in the business of professional wrestling and, you know, help a 2021 version of professional wrestling kind of adapt and find that middle ground that makes it special. So he, he's been invaluable not only to me, but to everyone in part of AEW. Um, so you, we're talking about uh, Jake Roberts and the legends, and there's a lot of legends, yeah. Chris Jericho yep. and, and just so many people backstage. Christian just joined the company, got Paul White there as well. Yep. But I want to talk about something that interesting that's been happening on television in the last couple okay. of weeks before okay. your feud. Um, it's your interactions with Sting and you have some history going back mm-hmm. to TNA mm-hmm. and it seems like something's there. Do okay. you foresee potentially a potential feud or maybe some more interaction with Sting down the line? I know you're focusing on Miro, right. but that interaction on television, I think that a lot of fans are really curious that you and Sting have this history. Right. And then you guys were going back and forth a little bit there right. uh, about a month or so ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, my intention was to to take a spotlight and Sting's one of the biggest stars of the business. So I figured I'll take his. Um, and then surprisingly, he said he agreed with me. So, you know, as whereas it might have been one of those cases where I might have worked to try to want to have a fight with it, you know, fight against him. Now, maybe I want to fight with him. And I don't know. What's there? You know, he's got a match with Darby against uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky this Sunday. I'm, they're focused on that. Uh, but, you know, who knows what happens after that? Again, he agreed with me and my standpoint as far as how I felt, you know, about myself in AEW in the business of professional wrestling. Maybe that's something. Sting and the Murderhawk, you know, teaming up together. That could be a cool thing. We just got a couple minutes left here with Lance Archer talking about AEW Double or Nothing on Sunday on pay-per-view. Now, Lance, you did something that I don't know was a good idea. You told Miro <laughs> that you were going to make him your Bulgarian bitch. Now, I think that kind of hurt his feelings. I think you hurt him like really deep inside. So in the, in the couple minutes we got left here, how exactly on Sunday are you going to make Miro in your match? How exactly are you going to make him your Bulgarian bitch? <laughs> Hey, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, Basically, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to introduce him to the Murderhawk monster in a very personal way. Um, You know, he is a big, bad son of a bitch. I'm not looking past him one bit. I'm not looking past him and thinking, oh, this is going to be easy by any means. I understand the beast that Miro is. And, and, you know, he's changed his whole mentality and persona. And, you know, he's gotten very serious. Like you said, he's angry and he's a TNT champion. And he made a statement by taking it from Darby Allen. And I'm going to make a statement on Sunday and I'm going to take it away from him. I hope he's enjoying, you know, his short stint as the champion, because on Sunday that's going to change. And if he's looking past me at all, he's going to be sorely mistaken, because on Sunday I'm going to show him what the beast of all elite has truly been for a long time now. All right, Lance Archer, we're looking forward to watching the pay-per-view on Sunday. AEW, double or nothing. You're going to make Miro your bitch, maybe. (laughs) I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. 
<laughs> but if Miro beats you and we talk to him, I'll say, yeah, I knew I knew you kicked Lance's ass. No, I'm just uh, of, so, course, of course, of course you will. But either way, I, I'm fickle. Either way, we're going to go in there and they're going to see two big, bad dudes beating the crap out of each other and having a damn good time doing it. All right. It's going to be a great show. Sunday, AEW, double or nothing. Murder, Hawk, Monster, Lance Archer. Thank you so much for joining us on ESPN San Antonio. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you again awesome. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.